Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled Footprints on the Sands of Time. It will be focused on the study of Deuteronomy chapter 2. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look back on the road that we've traveled, Father, no doubt many times we've felt alone, but we know that there was always a man who can turn on the light. And as we see Moses recounting on his past experiences, no doubt he shed many tears for those children of Israel. But Father, you recounted on your faithfulness through it all, and ultimately you led them and you provided for every single one of their needs. So Father, help us to have the same faith in you, but to not murmur and to completely trust in your provision and in your love and care for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Deuteronomy chapter 2. Chapter 2 Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward, and command thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the coast of your brethren the children of Esau, which dwell in Seir, and they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourselves, therefore. Meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as a foot breadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for a possession. Ye shall buy meat of them for money, that ye may eat, and ye shall also buy water of them for money, that ye may drink. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. And when we passed by from our brethren, the children of Esau, which dwelt in Seir, through the way of the plain from Elath, and from Ezion Geber, we turned and passed by the way of the wilderness of Moab. And the Lord said unto me, Distress not the Moabites, neither contend with them in battle. For I will not give thee of their land for a possession, because I have given Ar unto the children of Lot for a possession. The Emims dwelt therein in times past, a people great and many and tall, as the Anakims, which also were accounted giants, as the Anakims, but the Moabites called them Emims. The Horims also dwelt in Seir before time, but the children of Esau succeeded them when they had destroyed them from before them and dwelt in their stead, as Israel did unto the land of his possession, which the Lord gave unto them. Now rise up, said I, and get you over the brook Zered. And we went over the brook Zered, and the space in which we came from, Kadesh Barnea, until we were come over the brook Zirid, was thirty and eight years, until all the generation of the men of war were wasted out from among the host, as the Lord sware unto them. For indeed, the hand of the Lord was against them, to destroy them from among the host, until they were consumed. So it came to pass, when all the men of war were consumed and dead from among the people, that the Lord spake unto me, saying, 
thou art to pass over through Ar, the coast of Moab, this day. And when thou comest nigh over against the children of Ammon, distress them not, nor meddle with them. For I will not give thee of the land of the children of Ammon any possession, because I have given it unto the children of Lot for a possession. That also was accounted a land of giants. Giants dwelt therein in old time, and the Ammonites called them Zamzumins, a people great and many and tall as the Anakins. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they succeeded them and dwelt in their stead, as he did to the children of Esau, which dwelt in Seir, when he destroyed the Horems from before them, and they succeeded them and dwelt in their stead even unto this day. And the Avims, which dwelt in Hazirim, even unto Azar, the Kaphtarims, which came forth out of Kaphtor, destroyed them and dwelt in their stead. Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I have given into thine hand Sihon, the Amorite king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it, and contend with him in battle. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven, who shall hear report of thee and shall tremble and be in anguish because of thee. And I send messengers out of the wilderness of Kedemoth unto Sihon, king of Heshbon, with words of peace, saying, Let me pass through thy land. I will go along by the highway. I will neither turn unto the right hand nor to the left. Thou shalt sell me meat for money that I may eat, and give me water for money, that I may drink. Only I will pass through on my feet. As the children of Esau, which dwell in Seir, and the Moabites, which dwell in Ar, did unto me, until I shall pass over Jordan, into the land which the Lord our God giveth us. But Sion, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass by him. For the Lord thy God hardened his spirit, and made his heart obstinate that he might deliver him into thy hand, as appeareth this day. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have begun to give Sihon and his land before thee. Begin to possess, that thou mayest inherit his land. Then Sihon came out against us, he and all his people, to fight at Jehaz. And the Lord our God delivered him before us, and we smote him and his sons and all his people. And we took all his cities at that time, and utterly destroyed the men, and the women, and the little ones of every city. We left none to remain. Only the cattle we took for a prey unto ourselves, and the spoil of the cities which we took. From Aurora, which is by the brink of the river of Arnon, and from the city that is by the river even unto Gilead, there was not one city too strong for us. The Lord our God delivered all unto us. Only unto the land of the children of Ammon thou camest not, nor unto any place of the river Jabbok, nor unto the cities in the mountains, nor unto whatsoever the Lord our God forbade us. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, preached in 1953 on March the 28th, titled Israel and the Church Part 4. We'll begin in paragraph 61, up to paragraph 163. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. A woman said to me here not long ago, she said, Brother Branham, she said, Jesus wasn't no more than an ordinary man. Said he was a prophet, but you try to make him God. I said he was God. 
is either God or a deceiver. And he said, oh, he was a good man, he was a philosopher, but he couldn't be God. He wasn't divine. I said, he was divine. He had to be divine. If he was a man, he was born sexual birth. But he was born a virgin birth, so he was God's blood. The Bible said we're saved by the blood of God. She said, I'll prove it to you. He was no more than God, no more than a, a, a prophet. And he wasn't divine. I said, if you can prove it by the Bible, she said, I'll do it. I said, let's hear your scripture. She said in St. John 11th chapter, when Jesus went down that day to the grave of Lazarus, I said, I remembered, said, he cried. The Bible said, he wept. I said, that's true. I said, what's that got to do with it? She said, that proves he wasn't divine because he could not weep and be divine. I said, look, woman, he was the God-man. I said, when he went down there crying, while he was crying, he was a man. But I'll tell you, when he pulled that little frame up there and said, I am the resurrection life. And he spoke to a man that he's been dead four days. His body was rotten, the skin worms was crawling in and out. Corruption knew its master. And a man that had been dead four days stood on his feet and lived again. That was more than a man speaking. That was God. Yes, sir. He was a man when he was up there on the mountain that night, come down looking all right over a tree to find something to eat, a fig tree, trying to, he was hungry. He was hungry when he was a man. When he was looking on that tree, he was a man. But when he took five biscuits and two pieces of fishes and fed 5,000, that was more than God, more than a man. That was God in that man. Yes, sir. Truly, he was a man when he was laying in that boat in the Stoppers like a bottle stopper said a while ago, push him around and bounce him up and down. Ten thousand devils of the sea swore they'd drown him. That night, he was a man so tired that he couldn't move. But when he put his foot on the rail of that boat and said, Peace be still, and the winds and the waves obeyed him, that was more than a man. That was God. Yes, sir. When he died at Calvary, he screamed for mercy like a man. He was a man when he died, but when he rose Easter morning, he proved that he was God. That's right. Rose up from the dead. No one of the poets said, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. Someday he's coming. Oh, glorious day. The God-man. God was in his son, reconciling the world to himself. They claimed it to be a, mag a magician and a, a soothsayer and a devil and Beelzebub and everything, but he was God Emmanuel dwelling among us, reconciling the world to himself. We got that on a question in the morning anyhow. We'll get on that and finish that tomorrow. All right. Coming on up, that smitten rock. When they had need of anything, they went to the rock. Now, after all of that, the blessings and things, they still murmured. They come to the place called Kadesh Barnea. Now we want to study this just a moment. Kadesh Barnea was the judgment seat of the world in the day. That's found 13th chapter now of uh, Numbers. And go to Mark in the Scriptures if you wish now. And there was the judgment seat. Read the previous chapters to it in your, in your study. We just have to hit the high places now. In three or four days revival like this. Can't study it verse by verse. But it was a judgment seat. There was a great well there. Had many little wells out from it. That tributaries are, are springs from this great huge spring. 
Kadesh Barnea, perfect type of the church. The church is the judgment seat. Judgment begins in the house of God. There Israel gathered around in Kadesh. And now Moses said here, first verse, 13th chapter, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou man, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I have given unto the children of Israel, of every tribe, of their fathers, shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Now, God ordained that they should send twelve men over one out of each tribe, sending them over into the land of Canaan to spy out the land, to see whether it was a good place or not. The spies went forth, one out of every tribe, one out of Dan, Asher, uh, all through, until they got the twelve men, perfect of the church today, in our journeys. We are journeying up to, I believe, that the church is standing today at Kadesh Barnea. Judgment! Now, God help me. I hope God will help me to get this. It will sink in good and deep. Sending out exploits. Remember, they had come this far because God had promised them. And all along the line, they had signs and wonders and miracles. And now they're right up to the borderland. I believe we're on the borderland tonight. I was wondering about all my meetings and things, how I had to cast them out. I truly believe before the church can have uh, the rapture, it's got to have rapture and faith. We can't even have faith for divine healing, let alone rapture and faith. Got to have a faith that will change and quicken this body and be taken away. I believe there's a church on its road tonight, a power of the living God. That man will speak the word here and there and it will flash like lightning. And a church is coming out, not a psychologist, not some of this put on make-believe, but a real, true, genuine, anointed, Holy Ghost called out church. Amen. Amen. Here they are, standing at Kadesh. Barnea, they said, go over. The land was given to us hundreds of years ago by God to our Father. We are the seed of Abraham. God has led us safely just 40 some odd miles from Egypt up to the borderland of Kadesh. They got up there in a few days. But remember, because of their unbelief made them wander for 40 years. Unbelief. Notice. The church I'm speaking of, parabolic speaking, what the old was, the new is, in a more magnified way, what the natural was, the spiritual is. Now, Kadesh, and there he said, now you go out and spy out. God sent them. Moses never, God sent them over. And say, go over and spy out the land and come back and tell us whether it's a good land or a bad land or whether we can take it or what, this, that, or the other. You go over and find out. And twelve went over. They cut a great cluster of grapes. You know about the harlot Rahab and so forth. All right. They went over and cut this cluster of grapes 
and return back. But listen at the report. Twelve. Man, and ten out of the twelve said, Oh, they are fearful people. Look over here. What a, what a sight. Listen to this. When we turn over now to the 17th verse, or the 27th verse, rather, to read, goes ahead and tells there the man that was sent out. And when they returned back, their hearts were fainting. They said, Oh, they're a great man. Listen here. And they told them and said, We come into the land wherewith thou sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and it is a fruit, the fruit of it, just as God promised. Now notice, nevertheless, the people are strong and dwell in the, dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw children of Amalek there, and the Amalek dwell in the land, and the Hadonites, the Juvenites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell at the sea of the coast of Jordan. And Caleb, hallelujah, Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Ah, I like that. My. Just a little farther. But the man that went up with him said, We be not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched out for the children of Israel, saying, The land which we have gone to search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are man great statue. Listen to that. And it goes on to say that we look like grasshoppers up the side of them. That's a report. But Caleb and Joshua said we can take it. We are able to do it. Why are they able to do it? God had promised them to do it. I like that courage. Ten of them. Now the church came. And it's come now to a place to where we've come down through the Luther age, the Methodist age, and the Pentecostal age, and on down to a place. And now some of the full gospel people turned firmly against divine healing, believe that it wasn't even in the atonement. But it's got to a place, friends, where you... It's getting horrible out here. Old-time religion, they say it's something that's passed long ago. Can't have it. It's too much. We're living in a modern day. We've got to get modern ideas. We've got to have shuffleboards in the church, ping-pong games, and everything to hold our young people. Brother and sister, if it ever gets to a time that I have to have a card party in the church to hold an audience, I'll quit preaching the gospel because it's lost its power. I'll tell you, brother, what we need today is the old-fashioned, simple gospel, Holy Ghost power. Preach in its simplicity. Man, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw man unto me. Yes, sir. We they say, oh, we can't go back and do those things. As the apostles did, we're living in the last days when God has promised He'd pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah! Amen. 
We are here at the end of the road. Thank God for some Caleb's and Joshua's that's ready to go over. Hallelujah. Go over and bring back the evidence. Hallelujah. It's a great land. Bring him back two bunches of grapes and they're walking like this to try to pack it. Wild ground, wild place. Thank God for people who's crossed over out of that old formal shackle down to ungodly church boss back condition. Hallelujah. Got to a place where they stepped over in Canaan land and eat a lot of good grapes that he makes you slobber in a pulpit. Hallelujah. Some of that good old fashioned. Drunk on the wine like Peter drank on the day of Pentecost when the power of God took over the church. Hallelujah. Katie Sparnia, we can do it. Fellow said, do you mean to tell me we can get the Holy Ghost like they did a long time ago? Yes, sir. Now, how do you know? I said, I got it. Hallelujah. That's how I know it. We had a beautiful type last night. When the children of Israel crossed the land, crossed over into the, the pilgrimage, which was a perfect type of our pilgrimage. We come up out of Canaan. I pulled my state tents and left. Have you? Leaving the old garlics and hash pots down there and steak of the world. Pulled up tents, left, crossed over Jordan. Hallelujah. The Red Sea of the blood of Jesus Christ drowned in every old cigarette, tobacco, nice and filth of the world. Was drowned like them taskmasters back there and left pouring in the sea. Hallelujah. No wonder we shout and dance. Look what Moses done. Raised his hand and sang in the Spirit. And Miriam got a tambourine to get a dance and jump up and down and praise God. And the daughters of Israel followed it. Dancing and praising God and shouting. Hallelujah. They crossed over. All the old taskmasters is back dead there in the sea. They looked back and said, boy, you'll never bother me no more. <laughs> oh, uh, burnt the bridges all over. Ready to go now. Journey on. Now they say, can we take it? Sure, we can take it. Why, God said so. And remember, they, God promised to supply their needs. We had it last night. How are they going to supply it? I don't know. Well, maybe they'll send over some dough somewhere from a... There ain't nothing left in Egypt. Where's the dough going to come from? Oh, my. It ain't my business. Someone said to me one time, said, do you believe about that Elijah, that bird story up there? I said, Sure. Said, you mean to tell me you believe that preacher sat down with the brook cedars up there and crows fed him? I said, sure. How do you know they fed him? I said, the Bible said so. <laughs> right. Said, I want to ask you something, preacher. Said, where in the world do you think those crows got them sandwiches? I said, I don't know. They brought them. Elijah eat them. <laughs> no, I know. He said, I believe you all get excited. I said, no. I can't tell you where it comes from, but it comes from somewhere. God brings it. We eat it. Hallelujah. And it brings joy. How it happens, I don't know. God just sends it. I grab it. I got a handful just a few minutes ago and swallowed it. Still tickle me as it goes down. Good. Don't get excited. I'm not crazy. I've been called that, but I'm not. If I am, just let me alone. I'm happy. All right. Yes, sir. I feel pretty religious right now. Sure do. All right. Look at him. Here they are. How are we going to do it? Now, God 
rained his manna down out of the heaven and fed them, didn't he? He sure did. And they picked it up. We went through it. Now, that was a perfect type of our feeding today. That manna never ceased. It fell every night. Every night, all the time they were in their journey out of Egypt into the promised land. And the Holy Ghost fell as soon as the disciples left Egypt. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came from heaven, same place the manna come from, like a rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting, clove and tongue set up on them like fire. They went out of there screaming and acting like drunk men, dancing, staggering, screaming, slobbering, everything up. Like, you ever see an old drunk coming home? Boy, he's taking both sides of the street. Oh, stranger, nothing bother him. And there's no condemnation to them that's in Christ Jesus. I walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans 8, 1. Here they come, coming home. Now, stagger under the impact of the Holy Spirit, which was God's manna come down from heaven, and it fell from that day down to this day. Every, you know what, the omer was kept full. That every priest entering in could eat a mouthful of the original manna. How long was this manna last? Reviewing what it was last night in the lesson. Peter said, Repent, every one of you. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, to them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. The Holy Ghost is just the same Holy Ghost tonight as it was back there at the beginning. Amen. Can we take it? Yes, sir. The church comes to Kadesh. What you going to do? Here we are to see. Now every individual, you're each one of Kadesh. We come there. They say, now if I if I go up there and get some kind of holy road of religion to talk about, my mammy will turn me out of the home. There they are, Kadesh. Can you do it? Yes, God promised it to you. I come not to bring peace but a sober. I come to separate father, mother, husband, wife, sister, brother, and everything, and he that won't forsake his own and follow me is not worthy. To be called mine. Amen. And he that puts his hand to the plow and even turns to look back is not worthy. Not trying. Brother, I tell you, it means a whole lot more to run up and shake the hands with a preacher and a few drops of water sprinkled on you. Amen. That's right. Brother, it owns a whole lot more walking up to the altar and taking communion and walking back and sit down in your seat. It means a selling out, dying out, brother, and getting an old-fashioned backwood sky blue sin-killing religion that don't wash you white, but don't white wash you, but washes you white. Yeah. Hallelujah. Cleans you up, burns you out, scours you out, sterilizes you, and makes you a new person. Amen. Amen. That's old Sassarad's time, brother. But I'll tell you, stick to your ribs. Get some of it. That's right. It'll hold you through the trials. Amen. I feel like shouting for there. That's pretty different. Yes, sir. Now, think of it. Brother, it's secure. God said so. Can we take it? Sure we can take it. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit, and I'll show signs and wonders. Hallelujah. He said he would do it. God promised it. We're Kadesh. Let's go get it. Somebody's been over and brought back some grapes. I know the land's good. <laughs> That's right. Let's go over and get some of them. That's right. 
The church began to murmur and squirmel and everything. God would have sent the church out years ago if they'd just listened to Him. But they started to arguing and fussing and murmuring around. The Methodists had an old-fashioned revival back in the days of Spurgeon. They would begin to receive gifts and so forth. And the church got right in there and began to tear that thing up. And the church has been wandering in the wilderness ever since. Amen. Wandering around. It broke up into Nazarene, Pilgrim, Holiness, and this, that, and this, and that, and that, and the other, and everything else. Till now it's like a big bunch of, I don't know why. Amen. It's true. They organized great schools and thought they'd teach the theology of some places. I said last night, it puts them in mind of Undertaker's morgue. Go around there, so cold, you go in the spiritual phenomena, the monitors have turned below zero. Somebody, one time not long ago, a little old woman come in from the country. She walked in, she had a little long dress on it all up around her neck up here. She walked in and her, her son take her down to church. He's ashamed of her. She walked up to the door and she said, good morning, Elder. <laughs> walked in like that and her husband, or her brother's, her son said, oh, mother, mother, you be still. He's gone, gone to some big aristocrat church, you know. She said, well, glory to God, amen, how's it going? She didn't know no different. Let me tell you, brother, her name might not have been in who's who, as a lot of them got to say that 400 perfect, but her name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'd rather have mine there than all the who's who. Amen. Hallelujah. That tells who's who. Amen. The name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. She walked in, sat down like that. The preacher began to say, um, now the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth to save the sinner. She said, Amen, glory to God. That's right, brother. And everybody squeaked their neck around like a gander somewhere, looking around, wondering why. And so he said, <clears throat> he's reading his notes, you know. So he's kind of got mixed up in it. He said, <clears throat> excuse me. said, and uh, as I was saying, the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth. She said, glory to God. That's right, brother. Hallelujah. So the usher walked back and picked her on her shoulder and said, Mrs., you'll have to keep still or we'll have to put you out. <laughs> oh, my. Hallelujah. That's what we got into. That's right. Schools of the prophets. We raise up the teachers. We inject old embalming and fluid into them to keep them. They're dead anyhow. And then put embalming fluid in, keep it dead. Or some of this old theology that teaches the days of miracles is past. You know such thing as heartfelt religion? Puts me in mind of a colored man down in the south. The old fella packed his Bible all around. I said, Why carry that Bible, boy, boy? He said, I believe it. He said, You can't read a word in it. I said, I believe it anyhow. <laughs> said, I believe it from kibber to kibber, be the kibber also. Ah, <laughs> you know, it's got a holy Bible wrote on it. <laughs> yes, sir, he believed it anyhow. <laughs> They make it here. Said, so "What would you do?" Said, "You do anything in that Bible." Said, "The Lord told me to do anything. I'd do it." He said, "Well, if you tell you jump through that wall." He said, "I jump." Said, "You think you can walk through that wall without a hole in it?" Said, "The Lord told me to jump. He'd make a hole in it for me." That's right, too, brother. Hallelujah. That's the truth. God tells you to jump. He'll have a hole there when you get there. Don't you worry about it. School theology. Oh my! You know what they've done in this face of the upper room, they substituted a supper room. Boil up some old rooster and set up for 50 cents a plate to try to pay the preacher. Brother, if you paid your tithes and done what God said for you to do, you wouldn't have these old suppers and things like that. Amen! Even the Narnia jumped off on that. Let me tell you something, brother. 
God wants a church that moves in the divine will of God based upon thus saith the Lord. Yes, sir. They've taken all the tearing in the upper room out like that. What they've done for the Holy Ghost, they've substituted theology for it. Somebody go out and say, well, we believe this, we believe that. Why do you believe it? That in the Bible? Nothing about it. Somebody said, why do you think that priest down here the other day run away with that woman and married her? I said he had a right to. Amen. God must try to get married as I am or anybody else. Amen. Can't find that in the Bible. Some Catholic boy said, is that right, Billy? I said, it's the truth. He said, show it to me. I said, well, I'll show it to you in the Bible that marriage is honorable among all. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said, every man has his own wife. That's exactly right. I said, that's a, a Roman hookup and there's no more truth to it than there is to the bottomless pits of hell. Hallelujah. I believe God's Word. I got to believe something. This is thus saith the Lord. One time they had a bunch of them preachers out like that back in the Old Testament. Teach them a whole lot of things. I'm not sure what, what kind of an education they had. Let's teach them all about the theology of that day. The school of prophets. They come over to see a real prophet one day. The prophet said to one of them, Go out and pick your lap full of uh, some pottage now. We put on the big kettle. We're going to have a, a great big cooked up pot of uh, peas out here. And you know what that preacher done? He went out and picked a lap full of gourds, uh, green gourds, off of a wild vine. Boy, a guy that didn't know the difference between peas and a wild gourd is some preacher. I tell you, he threw them into the pot and began to cook it. First thing you know, everybody got a big dish full of it like that. He said, there's death in the pot. That's what's the matter today. There's death in the pot. Some of these old cold seminary farmer ungodly places going on trying to teach some theology. They're killing the people, taking them away from Christ. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost to give life. Hallelujah. I feel about twice my size now. That's the truth, brother. Uh, Bill, you're cooking something. That's right. You're cooking up something. But what you cooking? <laughs> that's the next thing. A guy that didn't know the difference between green gourds and peas. <laughs> that's about like some of them. <laughs> that's the truth. Yes, sir. Said he's death in the pot. Old Elijah's a real prophet. He said, oh, don't worry about it. Don't get all stirred. <laughs> hey, man, we got a guy who's got a double potion. Hey. Hallelujah. He's been over across the Canaan's land and been back. Got a double potion. Said, bring know what to do when trouble come up. Said, go get me a handful of meal. <laughs> he took the meal and threw it in the pots and I'll eat all you want to. It's all right now. Why the meal? The meal was there for the, way, for the meal offering. The wave offering before the Lord. And that meal had to be ground with a burr that ground ever grain the same. That meal offering was Christ. Amen. Put Christ in. Ever burr ground the same. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. When there's death in the pot, put Christ in there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I first seen somebody the Holy Ghost was an old colored man with a big long overcoat on. They had to help him out. He was so old like this. He got up there and began to preach a lot of that. Preachers began to preach about all oh, what will take place on earth. He took his text back in Job. Where was you when I laid the foundation of the world? When the morning stars sang together, the sons of God shouted for joy. He said, you think we got some kind of new kind of religion? He said, brother, I just got an old time case or a brand new case of old time religion. And while the Holy Ghost got a hold of him, 
Four old fellow so stiff, he's standing there, he straightened himself up, kicked his heels together and said, Glory! Hallelujah! Said, Jane, got enough room up here for me to preach. Walked all over the platform. I said, Brother, if you'll do that for a man 80 years old, what would it do for me? I own it! Hallelujah! Right. Yes, sir. I was having a big time. Went right out of the cornfield on my old rusty knees I went and was praying for her. That's right. Like old buddy Robinson. Kept the one long on the Holy Ghost. That door that daughter on the Holy Ghost so that I didn't know what to do. He said, I'll try and corner one morning old Eric. He's new. Said Eric kept stepping on the corner. I got mad at him over that. Bit him on the ears as hard as I could. Eric kicked at me. Said I went over and sat down. I looked at him. He sat there and said, I bit the Eric as hard as I could. Said I looked over at him said, Eric. Said, said, Eric, I'm sorry. I won't do that anymore. Said, Eric, looked around and said, you don't get more religion what you got now. You keep treating me that way again. Right. He said, I got out of the corn and said, good Lord, give me lots of knowledge in the Gabriel into my soul. Help me fight the devil as long as I got a tooth in my mouth and gum until I die. He said, Lord, if you don't give me the Holy Ghost when you come back to earth, you're going to find a pile of bones laying right here. He got it. Amen. That's right. You really get out and meet it before God. God will take you over across there. No matter what the seminary preachers say, we can have the Holy Ghost because God promised it to us. That's where Caleb based his faith. That's where Joshua based it. Because God said it's yours. I've already given it to you. Hallelujah. I like that. Not I will, I have. Those who he called, he justified. Is that right? And those who he justified, he glorified. Is that right? Then, brother in heaven, we're already glorified together with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's right. Just let the devil squall and scream. Cow always tap him as he wants to. Thus saith the Lord. That's right. Oh, my. Let's get over here somewhere. We'll go preaching somewhere else where we get off of that a little bit. Oh, how marvelous. They got to murmuring after that. Fussing. Let's go over about 21st chapter and begin about the 5th verse. They got to murmuring there and fussing, carrying on. Cut the water supply off. Maybe that's what's the matter at the church tonight. Doing too much fussing and grumbling around the water supplies cut off. You know, I, I travel around over the world lots. And one of the most stickeriest, nastiest places try to lay down is in the desert. Everything there has got a sticker on it. You know why? Every kind of little old weed's a cactus. You can't lay down nowhere to stick it in. The reason of it is they ain't got no water. Water makes it soft. Where there's lots of waters, you don't have any thorns and thistles. Where there's lots of water. And I tell you, brother, you take an old church that's dry and it's bone and no Holy Ghost in it, no salvation, no divine healing, no power of God, no shouting, no joy. And it's always, this old, she done this and he done this and he done that sticker, sticker, sticker. Watch you need the good old-fashioned outpouring gusher of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! Soften up a little bit. Amen! That means so be it. <laughs> Bram Tabernacle needs a good dose of that, too. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Amen. Oh, I'm having a good time up here. My clothes fit me just exactly right, Brother Higginbottom. <laughs> yes, sir. My collar's not too big. My shirt fits just feels good. 
Even my wife's not here, so I, I can just have a glorious time. Oh, don't you tell her. All right, but I'm having a good time. You say you're happy? Sure I'm happy. How can I keep from being happy and know what I know? Amen. Christ saved me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Give me a ticket to heaven. I'm just having a big time going on and say, come on, all of you. Yes, sir. Reminds me of a guy one time that once said a hen. No hen had... He had enough eggs to set all but one. And he didn't have... He thought, what am I going to do for that one egg? So he goes out and he finds a duck egg and he puts it under the old hen. And the old hen hatched out all of her chickens and a duck too. And they was walking along in the barnyard, you know. And if that little old duck didn't look out of his place, about like one of you holy rollers, you know. Walking along, quack, 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 like that. And the old they'd get out behind the barn, you know, and the old hen would catch a grasshopper and quack, quack. <laughs> Quack, quack. Here she goes, tuck, 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 tuck. Here come the little chickens running to her like that, everyone. But the little old duck didn't know what the call was. Quack, quack. He didn't know what all that dust meant. It got in his nostrils and everything. He's a funny-looking little fella. Out of this place like a good old-fashioned Holy Ghost member in an old cold formal church. Just out of place. Talk about all this, that, the other, who's presidents. They won't know who God. They won't know about God. But you know, old hen made a mistake one day, just like what the old church did. That's right. She got out one day way up in the barnyard like that man going and after a while the little old duck stuck his head up and he smelt water. It was his nature, you know. <laughs> hey. Amen. He smelt water. He said, Honk honk. Honk honk. Oh my, he was a chicken nature anyhow, it's a duck nature. Hey. <laughs> so he smelt the water as a creek run down there. The old hen holler, going right straight to the water as hard as he could. That's the way it is, man. When a man's born to the kingdom of God, the old church can say, You can't play my holy roars. It's nonsense. It's this there, there. Honk, honk, honk. He's got to get to the water. Hallelujah. Glory. Honk, 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 honk. That little duck started in the water. What was it? It was his nature. He couldn't help it. There was something in him calling to the water. And when God's in a heart, he'll call you to an old-fashioned Holy Ghost. still listening to the cluck of the old hen. But when you smell water, if you're a duck, you're a gone dog and cause your head for the water. Hallelujah! Joshua said, I, we can make it. Amen. Joshua said, we can do it. Caleb said, we can do it. Why do you know we can do it? He said, because God has said so. And we're going over. We're going to make it. And we're going to do it in a way they went. They took off to the land. And they got the residence of the Holy Spirit. And they come back to prove it. The land was good. It was bearing good grapes. I'm glad of it, aren't you? Oh, my, just eat them and slobber like a horse eating clover. That's right. Yes, sir. Just have a big time with you. What I care what the world says. Nothing to me. 
the very God that raised me up and saved my soul and sent me out around here praying for kings and everything else across the country. It was this good old-fashioned Holy Ghost that did it. I've Amen. never been ashamed of it. I said in kings' palaces, I have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's right. They're hungry too. They're hungry and thirsty. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your unchanging hand that we hold to. Like Hebrew says, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we thank you, Lord, that your faithfulness to us is from everlasting to everlasting. May you help us, Father, to stay faithful to your word, and may your word accomplish that which you sent it out to accomplish in our lives and in our hearts. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Yeah.